might have heard that the Talica boys were gonna play some heavy shit tonight. Alright, here we are with a yet another episode of Metal Tales from the Road. Of course, the Charlotte show is the last show that we know of. We've got our good friend Chris Yurgis, an OG patron. Now, this is unique. We're kind of pulp fictioning you guys a little bit. We've got a whole episode coming Monday with our friend Chris, who uh, did his second hardwired experience. And we have some sort of exciting stuff about what transpired during that experience. Oh, it's exciting. He may or may not have been talking to the boys about the show. The boys may or may not have been aware of the show. We, we, don't, we don't know. We don't know, and because we only know as much as you do. But for now, what we want to do is hone in on the Charlotte show. It's, it's exciting. Uh, Chris has uh, formerly been living in Colorado, but his hometown now is Charlotte. He was able to see the boys. Now, one of the things that we know about Chris from our, if you've either came to our last party or you've listened to the recap, is Chris brought his own little mini Memory Remains Museum. I mean, to us, it was it was mighty. But, it was, the, 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 the content of what you have is so good. By the way, Chris, how you doing? Thanks for joining us on the yeah, show. Hello. Hello. <laughs> How's it going, guys? <laughs> it's going. We got to pretend like we haven't been talking for the last few hours. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. How's, uh, how's National Treasure? Oh, man. It's oh, it's, oh, it's, it's wonderful. Oh, let me tell you. Honey. Oh, the weather just changed recently. It's, just got it's a like little fall. Cold. It's fall. I wear them in jackets wearing and all my flares and my boas and oh my other God. assorted, oh, other my, assorted I, I, I pull the Uggs out. Do you? The Uggs are back. Now, Chris, people are going to hear a lot about your story on Monday. I'm sure they they can't wait. So we're going to spare a lot of details. But one thing we I do want to talk to you about is you were sort of mildly involved in collecting. We got to meet Chris at our favorite bar, Mickey's. Yep. And he brought us all these f- OG flyers and all this amazing shit from the Johnny Z days. Oh, yeah. Great stuff. I know, Chris, you've pr- recently procured the Metal Massacre LP with the original print with the misprint where the two T's and Metallica. That's right. Tell us a little bit about the, the, uh, the collecting community of Metallica, how you got roped into it, kind of where you sit with all that. Yeah, I guess, you know, it, it, it kind of stemmed back from the, the first time I did hardwired in Denver. And when that all happens, like, man, I need to have some, I want to have something cool, you know? Um, and I, and I kind of quickly, you know, you, Metallica has put out so much stuff. You can very easily get, go down the wormhole right and get and get lost right. the whole and, kind of subculture of it. oh yeah yeah whole subculture i mean there's facebook groups um there, there's a lot of cool people in the community and stuff a lot of people like almost kind of watch out for each other's back or get input or people post up hey is this legit you know um it, it's a really kind of another sub community of, of the whole metallica family so um very early on i kind of was like okay well i i need to limit myself so Really, I, I limited myself to S and M related items, which was my my onboard, which you know you'll hear about in the in the upcoming episode, and uh, and the stuff, uh, any, any cool kind of rare, unique Cliff era type items that I may come across. Hmm. Uh, yeah, like one that so you showed I, so, us was the, uh, the the tour book from the Puppets tour in Europe. The one on, of the tour he died on. Hmm. Yeah, so, uh, so that's I a great had the piece. Tour book. I had a ticket from uh, one of the UK shows. 
Um, but the coolest thing that I had out of that, that whole, that whole deal is the, uh, the, so the UK, uh, live nation or, um, music for nations release of master puppets included inside of that was a merchandise order form. And on the back side of that order form is the tour schedule. And so I have that, that's signed by, by all four of them, including cliff. So Um, I'm the third owner of that. And the, and the, the, the guy I bought it from basically got it from the original cat that, that got that signed. Wow. And, and so we, you know, know pretty reliably that that was signed within the last few weeks. Yeah. I was going to ask you for, 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 and you kind of gave us the rundown when we hung out with you at uh, Mickey's, What's the authentication process like when you're hunting down shit like that? I mean, is it a yeah? You know, tell a, us about that. There's a there's a few people that are knowledgeable in that. Um, now, this one was had been verified um, by the same guy that does a lot of the signature authentication on Pawn Stars, who's a super big Metallica fan. Oh, that's cool. Um, his name escapes me at the moment. Um, his name but, escapes uh, me. His name is escapes me. Whoa. <laughs> His name escapes me, and uh, he's a I great actually, dude. I'm gonna name my kid Escapes Me. So someone's like, "Who's that?" Oh, what's his name? His name's Escape Me. His name Escapes Me. Yeah, it's uh, it's Steve. Um, uh, escapes me. Steve Grad. Chris, uh, he's Chris company now. Chris has laughed at none of these jokes. I know, by the but way. yeah, he, he, yeah. If he was in the room these, with us, it'd be different. These are rough. Hey, I'm an I'm an engineer. You know, I mean, we, we have no personality as it is. Come you know? on. Like, hey, oh, that's not true. Don't honey. sell yourself short. Honey, don't say that about yourself. So you got a guy who basically knows enough because there's a whole deal too with like authenticating their signatures because yes, they're because I guess in this world the band's big enough. I mean, they're one of the biggest bands in the world. There are scumbags out there who try to capitalize on forging and you know oh, faking yeah. their yeah. signatures. Throw that and on shit. eBay, make money, and, and, it, yeah. and it's really unfortunate. I think it's one some of the reasons I've contributed towards um, James limiting his stuff, you know, and his signature and everything right, else. He'll because he'll only do one at one per meeting, yeah, right, and, yeah. and it's exactly for that because because there unfortunately have been a lot of people that have you know abused that, and it's not just Metallica. Obviously, it's it's all kinds of artists, so. It's really unfortunate that you know people find have to. I find it just sad, really, that there's people that are in that kind of a d- desperate situation that they feel the need that they need to forge a signature to to try and you know scam someone to make money to live or something. You it's, know, it's just, it, to me, it's similar to like someone like selling footage to TMZ. Yeah, I don't even know how desperate they are. I yeah. think that's just their. That's yeah. their. Uh, I just don't think they give a fuck. They're just like, I just want some money. I think that's how they make money. Yeah. 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 So. It's um, so yeah that, that that's one of the coolest things and again it's like you can you can find signed Master of Puppets LPs period signed stuff uh, but I've never seen that insert signed let alone signed on the tour dates and there, it was just a very unique thing I mean I probably overpaid a little bit for it but to me it really spoke to me it was kind of a connection to Cliff that's awesome um, so so, so let me, let me, knowing that he handled that you know that absolutely. Cliff actually held this you know it's like that's a cool thing. You so, know? so let me ask you this real quick, just so I understand this. You didn't really start collecting until the Denver show last year. Uh, until the before before the Denver show, when you knew so, the, yeah. that was coming up. So you're pretty yeah, new. Yeah, yeah. Well, you've acquired yeah. quite. I've the got collection to say that's like, really impressive because when you showed up at our party, you had a ton of shit. It's like you, you've acquired <laughs> this stuff in less than two years. Yeah. No, I just. I, I stay vigilant and, and look and I'm, you know, if there's something that's, that's unique, that speaks to me, then 
I'm usually, uh, you know, I'm ready to act on it. You know, yeah. the good I, thing is again, with the community, um, you know, I, some people are just willing to pay what they're willing to pay. Right. But mm-hmm. there's other stuff that, you know, like, for instance, you can go on eBay, you can find people trying to sell that metal massacre LP and trying to get four or five, 600 bucks. But, you know, you talk and, you know, the people tell you, uh, yeah, it's, it's, don't, don't pay more than 300 for a good copy of it, you know? And so you just wait around. And, and when you deal with legit, you know, dealers that know, um, which, you know, I found even through some of the Discog stuff, you know, you're dealing with more legit people when it comes to that stuff um, and actual, you know, record dealers and stuff like that. Um, most of them have, are, are a little bit more realistic on their, on their pricing than what you're going right, to find on, yeah. a, on an eBay or something like that. But there are a few collectors, like I said, that, that do have some things willing to part with, you know, there's big threads, um, a big whole section on the Metallica forums, just dedicated collecting where people post up either stuff they want or stuff that's available that they're looking to unload. Wow. So there's all kinds of stuff there. Obviously there's trades that happen. There's a lot of picture, big pick trading community. And then again, there's a couple guys that, that are willing to, you know, um, like, uh, Metallicine is one that I think of. There's another guy in New York. I can't think of his name right now or his website, but you know, you can email these people and they've been collecting since, you know, for 30 years and, and they're willing to help out and look at stuff and, and like, yep, that's, that looks legit or that, that's, that's, you know, that's too much money for that or whatever to make yeah. sure. They just do sleep. Stupid. They sleep on stacks of the jump in the fire picture disc. They do. Yeah, that's their much. actual bed. Right. Yeah, it's like uh, like your uh, like, you know friend of the show Kent, right? Um, yeah, Kent Bell. He's got an amazing thread on the Metallica forums, going through all these releases that he has and the whole history. Man, what know? is it called? It's it's called uh, it's collection two right? My collection two Yeah, and, and yeah. you're right, Chris. It is because that dude is in real deep. He's obviously. Uh, and I mean this affectionately, as everyone knows in the show. He's obviously insane. Yeah. And, uh, and he's got such a knowledge of his collection. So, And he usually, yeah. Ethan, I don't know if you've seen this. Ethan doesn't go on the forums as much. But he usually will tie in kind of whatever's going on with the show with like a piece in his collection. With our show? Yeah. Oh, God. So if we're talking... Yeah, definitely not on the forums that much then. <laughs> so if we're talking like Black Album single releases, he'll have like... Oh, here's the Nothing Else Matters Japanese release that had this rare version of Harvester or right. whatever. Like, it's pretty intense. That's amazing. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess you're right, Chris. So, like when when to, to people like Ethan and I, your collection is real impressive. But I also appreciate that you're in the world where maybe in that world you, you don't have your your shit's not as impressive to you. I guess when you're looking at guys that have spent have spent yeah, thirty years collecting. It. At the same time, I don't want to get in that deep. I would rather have fewer but rarer items. Yeah. Um, and, and a I lot of your stuff like, is personal, right? It's personal to you. It's it, a lot it, of s and stuff. It's a very personal connection to me. And like, there's even been some S&M stuff that has come across, but it's like it's something that like I like stuff that I can frame and hang or present nicely. So, you know, some of the merch stuff or other things that come about, like you can't really do that, you know? Right, right. For instance, like the action figures or something, you know, like that, that just doesn't interest me. You know, I like something that I can, again, frame and, and put on the wall. What's the holy like grail? That, so. What's the holy grail of someone who is way into the S&M era? Is there, is there some sort of rare dodo that you're chasing? Is there something that you don't I have mean, that you want? I would love a period signed LP by all four of them for that. But again, especially at that time, 
vinyl was not very popular you know electra did not put out very many you know even finding the electra original electra lps is is a a bit challenging right Mm -hmm. um you know the when warner brothers uh re-released it uh with the faster louder heavier versions and actually there's the white vinyl version that's super rare Mm -hmm. um you know that came about later but finding the true you know release from electra it's a bit hard let alone one that's signed by everyone um i only know of one that one of the collectors i mentioned to you before used to own i think he might have sold it um i'm only aware of one that was actually signed by all of them in the period Hmm. um Crazy. i'm sure there's more but but you know again they only you know they only did uh four shows right you know they had the two the two in california and um the MSG. one in germany and the right. one in new york what's weird so, is that i have five of those signed <laughs> do you want <laughs> one do you want one <laughs> we might have to do a little trade man i mean i'm down to trade so we talked a little about the charlotte show and 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 this is an unusual metal tales as we've mentioned in the intro um because we have this, we have a basically a part two with Chris coming up Monday, that's going to have a lot of detail. Yes, but just to briefly contextualize the Charlotte show, this was your ninth show, seventh, seventh, seventh. Okay, seventh cool. Show. And you kind of one of the reasons you're kind of an S and M cat is that's kind of when you came online. Everyone's going to learn about again. Like I said, this is like a very pulp fiction, non-linear week here on Metal of Your Podcast. Yeah. So let's jump into the show a little bit. So we're going to skip all this. You did the hardwired experience. You met the boys for your second time. You have a very cool story about um, not only talking to them about the show, about Metal Up Your Podcast, but about a nine-year-old kid that you've kind of interacted with, that you kind of tried to um, create a special thing with Metallica, getting something signed for him. Yeah. Let's jump to, for the sake of Metal Tales, you getting to your seat in Charlotte, did you yep. have lower ball seat? Were you in GA? Where were you at? What does hardwired experience get you when you go to an arena show? Yep. So uh, obviously within the round and all that, there's there's no snake pit like you have on the stadium tour. Right. So uh, what they end up doing is they put you in the uh, the first row of the lower bowl, um, which for this, you know, actually ends up being really awesome because the stage is actually turned at like a 45 degree angle to you know the main sides of the of the arena floor and so you have a corner that basically jets out right to the seats and so there is only really about 12 to 15 feet if that you know between the first row of seats and the mic stand on one of the corners so you basically have the stage you have the security area and the railing there's room for about two or three people with ga floor and then boom you're into the seats Wow, so dude. you're very close, very intimate with with the stage right there. So awesome seats that they do. So when I know that it's in a round and the boys do a good job of making their way around, but when they first came out, what was your vantage point? Kind of who were you facing? Yep. So basically, Lars was facing away from us. Gotcha. And he um, rotates. Again, yep, and he rotates. Um, and again, to the arena layout, he's also uh, starts off kind of at that 45-degree angle in a way so it's, he's not like perfectly looking away from you he's he's on a bit of a 45 but from from largest perspective to his front left is where his area is to his front right is rob's area his back right is james and his back left is kirk for those so of you paying, out, for those of you paying attention at home uh chris has a lot of very copious notes he does we, we, we <laughs> cover that later but 
So that's cool. And you now, people who aren't familiar with the forum is what some of us do when we're able to be near our computers is we live vicariously through the show. If a show's happening, we're all live on the. I've done a few of these with Chris, and we're all basically watching. So people do a periscope where you can basically have a live feed, right? And then we're all in the forums like, oh, they just played wherever may roam. Oh my god. Oh, Kirk looks great. Oh, this is great. Now, what you did is you actually provided a Periscope for the basically for the forum people, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I had this plan. So, um, uh, Shawnee, who's who's on there, who's out in California. Yep, we know Shawnee. Sometimes myself um, and uh, one or two other people, basically, either through mainly through Facebook Live and, and sometimes through Periscope. We'll find feeds and post them up, and we're all kind of watching the show and following the show and commentating and just having a really good time again yeah. it's like this we're like our own little again little subgroup of they're really fun have. I, I don't dip in as much I, i'm only able to do a few but it right. really is a blast i gotta do that that yeah. sounds fun dude it's we need to do it on the next show we gotta do it together yeah all right now, yeah. now chris when you when you're when you did your periscope i wasn't able to tune in but are you just holding your phone the whole time or did you like kind of prop it up on a rail or something so that was my original plan. So basically i had um almost like a little mini tripod stand you but have like an original plan for everything it could. <laughs> he has an original and a contingency plan. Yeah, and a backup. Honey, have a backup plan. You have to. Who does Boy this? Boy Scouts, right? Be right, prepared. yes. Eagle Scout. I never made it that far. Well, if I never even made it to Boy Scout. You're, you're, you're <laughs> for that. I still couldn't be a Boy Scout. I'm thinking, about yeah. being, I'm thinking about being an Eagle Scout one of these days. Maybe when you're 45. Yeah, you almost stopped at 40. <laughs> Maybe when you're 40. Yeah. <laughs> So, so basically, yeah. I did a little uh, a little test feed. You know, I, I told the people on the forum, and Shawnee knew, like, hey, because you know, my Facebook is closed off; it's not an open one. So even if I did a Facebook Live there, they wouldn't be able to get to it. So, so I did. I, you know, they already knew that I was going to do the Periscope thing. So I did a little test with Shawnee earlier um, between uh, one of the Brewer sets, um, and that was all working fine. And uh, and then I told him, hey, when ACDC comes on, I'll i'll uh i'll do it um and and for weeks now we've been talking about like them having to deal with me singing um shawnee uh filmed some stuff on austin she went to the austin show she won tickets for that and we were joking around with her she ended up uh not singing during the show um which she said we all should be thankful for because that's the fun uh, thing is sometimes people are doing the periscopes they're singing along oh yeah you, you get, you get, yeah, you get drunken fans, and it is we. It, yeah. We almost have like a hall of fame. No, it's fun. Yeah, feeds for people with feeds that are just like. <laughs> well, because sometimes yeah, you want to navigate great. away from someone who's a little more quiet, you know. Right. But sometimes the guy singing along to "Land of Goshen." Yeah, right. You kind of, <laughs> you kind of want to stay with his Periscope because it's such a fun way to watch the show. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's cool for me. Like, I, I feel like I can kind of sing in key a bit, and, and not too terrible, but. What ended up happening, to make a long story short, um, before I talk about Jim Brewer, um, basically it was fine, but as soon as they came online and everybody started pulling out their phones, the bandwidth availability in the cell network basically went down oh, and I'm my sure. Periscope feed dropped. So even if you were to search it uh, and, and track down my Periscope, which please do not because you, you'll hear me sing a little bit. Um uh, Chris, you're just Periscope it, it, feed. It, it, <laughs> it, 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 went, it, it went down a bit. Um, it went down pretty quick um, when uh, when Hardwired fired up. So it's I'm him, sure not it much did. there. It's him trying yeah. to sing the third verse to Nothing Else Matters. Trust us, seek, but it's through <laughs> sobs. Yeah, yeah. Trust us, seek, <laughs> and I find it you. <laughs> Be brave. Every day uh, for the strong. 
But you're right, man. When you go to these shows, especially, I mean, not only an arena show, but when <clears throat> when I went to the Philly show, um, uh, the stadium tour, I mean, before Metallica came on, I could barely even text Clint because I was texting him and Paul. Paul. Paul, hold on. Hang on. Hold on a fucking second. Paul? Paul. Paul. Chris is here. Paul. Chris, maybe you want to give it a shot. Hold on. Maybe he's maybe he's in Charlotte. Wait, wait. Paul? <laughs> Paul, hold, 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 hold. Paul. 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 Paul, come no, out. No. It's okay. I'm I'm, I'm sorry. I yeah, agree. I thought no, I, I thought I heard a car pull up, but I guess it wasn't him. No. Well, no. I thought I heard a motorcycle pull up. But no. Uh but no, I know what you're saying like I was trying to text Paul and Clint like photos from the show. I mean, the, when before the Metallica even played, like cell service was shit because there's so many people in one concentrated place that you just can't do anything. So streaming something like Periscope has got to be impossible. So, well, you unfortunately, you know, there's some places that are good and some places that are bad. So you know, mo- the majority, like 90, 95 percent of the feeds we get through Facebook Live. Um, I don't know if they just have a different system than Periscope or want, but some places are really good. Some places are really bad. Right. It just depends. It does kind of seem it's... like by in 2018, it should be pretty good everywhere. It's sure, not like yeah. this shit just happened. We're like 25 years into this. But if you think about it, like if you walk, so there's a cell tower like three blocks from my house. If you took 30,000 people and gather them around that cell tower. Oh, I will. And everyone starts to like stream something. It's going to go fucking shitty. No, I deal with it on the bus. Yeah. On the bus. The when problem I'm... was not signal. The problem was not signal. I had full bars. The no, no, no. You, you'll, was still, you'll still have four bars, but it's right. it's everyone clogging that up. When I'm trying to watch Netflix on the bus and it's not working, I get mad at everyone else who's watching Netflix. Right. When Can I'm, you guys stop watching Netflix? When I'm trying to download the director's cut of Ben Hur on the bus, and I get pissed at everybody else for trying to. You know. Look, when I'm on the dark web, deep searching German pornography, and everyone's watching <laughs> Orange Is the New Black. Duh. I get I get livid. I'm not gonna lie. I get upset. Well, you have every right to be. All right, Chris. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Take man. us there, Sketch. <laughs> so, uh, so the cool thing. So I got to see a little bit of Brewer. Probably just uh, the last little bit of him, which was interesting because I was at the Madison show. It was a last minute decision, so I did see firsthand the train wreck. Now that that, was that is kind of going. Show. Yeah. You, so you're right. So that. For everyone kind of paying attention to the tour, which we've been doing these metal tales for every show, as right. you all know, you faithful Metal Pre Podcast family listeners, the Madison show was pretty rough because A, it was the first show, so there's you got the the normal bugs. B, because of some other shit, he had to come on early, right? So he came on, he did like two hours. Yeah, he was and, on pretty early in the Madison show. And, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Chris, that was a dry show, right? Yes. So yeah, no booze. Right, yeah. Was at the Cole it Center. Was so a no dry booze. show. What the hell? That's just primed to be tough at a metal show. Yep. Yep. Uh, yep. So you were so able to see. Was, so what do you think? So so what do you think about Brewer? Yeah. So I mean, I, I did not mind the Madison stuff as much as some other folks did, but but you could tell it was it was rough and not as prepared as it could have been. Yeah. Uh, but even through the feeds that I've seen and this, I mean, they as a true professional, they they have made it so much better. Um, and it was just it was nice and tight and, and just really cool. You know, so. I, I saw a video. I'm sure you saw it too, Chris, um, after the Madison show. And it was like an Instagram video of Jim. And he was like, hey, we've heard your feedback about what did and didn't work. And uh, we're going to change this and change that. Like his whole career as a stand-up comedian 
he has a thick skin for that shit. You have to, yeah. So yep. you you yep. absolutely fucking have to. One hundred percent, yeah. And I loved well, how. Uh, did you see that video I'm talking about, Chris? Yeah, it wasn't only that. He also asked for suggestions. How can we make it better? Stuff. How can we make it better? Yeah. So cool. like have absolutely no ego and, yeah. and get suggestions. And I think some of them have been implemented too. You know, like yep. he was he is so cool with the fans because he's not only like interacting with them a lot on Instagram. But a lot of these cities, he's showing up to the pre-parties that are happening the night before. Uh, yes, yeah, interacting with fans yeah, and yeah. talking with them. That's awesome. And he's he's growing relationships with a lot of these fans too. So I, this totally cool what he's doing. So keep walking us through it, man. Yeah. So when I walked in, um, you know, again, this was probably you know a good three quarters of the way through through his whole you know pre-show deal. But um, he has a little contest deal where basically he he gets two fans from uh, three different sides of the stadium. They're on corners of the stage. And so there's two, two people per team. Um, they, they, they know each other. And he basically they put, hold up a card on one of their guys' foreheads that has the name of a song. And the other person has to give them clues about what song it is without mentioning a lyric or the song title or anything. So they can use, their, they can use words. It's not like charades. Yeah, it, I guess I can equate it better to like the, uh, what was it, the $20,000 pyramid? You know, it's it's, it's oh, kind of yeah. like that. Yeah, great show. Love that show. Yep. Never yeah, seen you, it. You describe something. If I was describing fade to black to you, I'd yeah. be like, okay, it. Uh, no, it's, do do one that I don't know that you're going to say. Don't say fade to black. Describe something to me. Do something that, super easy. You could be like, okay, no, no, just just describe it to me. Let me guess it. Okay. Um. Uh, it, you're you're better than an amateur. Better um, than you. No, you you're, you're not an amateur. You're not intermediate. You're but you you get to the level where you are a pro above that. God, just below that. For whom the bell tolls. Whenever president, <laughs> you, leper you, messiah. You, you take <laughs> you take something. Chris knows you have a you have a, a craft. Like you're playing guitar. Yeah, and you achieve this status. Uh, pro. This happens in karate a lot, in kung fu, and taekwondo. You get a black belt. No, you you have your sensei. But then there's above that is Zen. Oh my God! Clint, I don't know. Seriously. Um, they're, they're often called marionettes. Other Puppets. people would call them. Okay. So when you achieve a status of uh, not God's status, you're just the master that. of puppets. There, I, you, there I it finally is. get it. God damn it. Did we win $20,000? Wasn't it the $10,000? Dude, I would have been booed in Charlotte if that had been me and you. <laughs> oh, They'd have been like, ladies and gentlemen, about that. They'd have been, ladies and gentlemen, the two co-hosts of the premier Metallica podcast, <laughs> Metal Gear Podcast, and then I can't get master of puppets, dude. I'm like pros. I was, they're ninjas. I, Wait. I was, I was about to go. It it comes after zero, but before <laughs> before two. Well, well, that well, it's funny you mentioned that because something like that happened. Oh no! Oh yeah, that's a legit so, clue. Legit so, clue. So so so, so here's not what exit, to... but <laughs> pro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what it is, um, he says the record has. So you only get thirty seconds to do as many as you can, and the record is seven. That's mm. the record that they've seen in this league. Of Seven the and 30 so, seconds is pretty good. That's really pretty good. Pretty impressive. Yeah. 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 So, and I believe, I think, I want to say our friend Sarah Sobek has actually participated it was, in It that. was Sarah and Aaron Ginther. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, and was this, the cool thing. Was this is, in Charlotte was, that they did that? She sent me a uh, video not, of it. Not, but not, not Sarah. It was Milwaukee. But, uh, I think, yeah, it might have been Milwaukee. Okay. Gotcha. Um, it was Milwaukee or. Um, Penn State at uh, it was either Milwaukee was or, Be- or Beijing. Yeah, <laughs> Beijing. I think it might have been Antarctica. Maybe yeah. Tokyo or Nome. Yeah. 
And then when I mentioned Milwaukee, all I can think of is Alice Cooper and uh, Wayne's, Wayne's World. Milwaukee. The good Algonquin for The good land. <laughs> the good land. Um, you know, uh, yes, Pete, it is. You know, Milwaukee has now, had its share of visitors. Now, hold on a second, because uh, talking to Chris is like talking to an old friend. So this episode is going to be a little more loose than usual. A tangenty. Now, Chris, at our party where I was obviously super sober. No. Did really? you do any of the trivia? I did. Okay. Uh, and I won. Yeah. Okay, there yeah. we go. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I, was I went ha- up against Blake Talica. Yeah. Oh, and which he did a good job. It, I think it was. I think it was one of the. Wasn't one of the final things we did. I can't remember. Well, if it was one of the last <laughs> things, then I definitely won't remember. So, Chris, basically, if you'd been pulled up, you feel prepared that you would have done. You feel like you'd have done a pretty good job. I think I, th- I think I done a pretty good a good job. And what was cool for us is one of the guys from the forums, uh, Snake Patrol. Um, uh, he goes by Coop. Um, mm-hmm. He's in from St. Louis. Um, he was one of the contestants um, that was that was participating and actually won um, out of the group. But and what before, do they win? So basically, they got taken backstage. They got to um, holy shit, Jim. They got to see the the uh, the tuning the huddle, the huddle that the, that the guys do before they come out. That'd be fun. Um, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was pretty cool. But what was, what was awesome is um, right before they started this. Um, Brewer was like, well, I need a, I need a, I need somebody to help count, you know, how many you get correct. And so then he brings up, uh, a new Charlotte native, Ricky Rackman. Oh up. yeah. I thought about you, Ricky Ethan, when Rackman. I saw this, he, I saw that he was at that show. He lives in Charlotte now. I guess he does now. He, he just moved to Charlotte apparently. From what? So. New York? Was he? Uh, probably LA. Know. But he was doing MTV from Manhattan, right? I don't know. MTV in Manhattan? I mean, no. I mean, they're, they're they're based in many places. Dude, MTV is global. Listen, TRL was in Times Square. Right, that's what I'm talking about. Man. No, I know there was that, but they also had stuff in LA. They're, they have offices in a lot of places. So they brought him up just to keep count of who's the keep the tally. Yep, yep, pretty much. Um, so Coop and his partner were the first ones. They got four right in 30 seconds. Um, they did a pretty good job, and then they went to team two. And uh, Clint, you may not like this, but mm-hmm. one of the they only got two right. One of the uh, hints that the guy got was, what's not your favorite song? And the guy answered, Mama Said. Come and that on. Was correct. Low hanging that was the fruit. Clue. He didn't say purify? <laughs> Mama Said is better than a lot of other yeah. songs. Apparently, it was this dude's not favorite song. Oh, come on. He he's too, he's too macho for it. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. But it's too they, soft. Uh, they only got two right, and as you would fully expect from a Metallica crowd, they got booed pretty good when they well, were. Hey, complete, believe me, I, I have empathy with that now because I couldn't even get Master of Puppets, <laughs> and especially if you tell them that I host a podcast, these yep, motherfuckers yep. would have eaten me alive. Oh yeah, Clint. Well, even um, worse than that, it got worse because oh no. the next team, and I think they only got one or two right, but um, the guy's hint was like the number after two. Wait, wait, wait. No, 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 no. The number before two. Oh, <laughs> the number after geez. two. Uh, he's like, Unforgiven three? Three horsemen? Wait, shit. And, I mean, they got booed so bad. Uh, you, are we, you got another one for me? Do I have a chance of redemption here? <laughs> um, Throw another one at me. Okay. And, then, and then we're going to do one for Chris, too. You own a horse. and you Four ju- horsemen. You, you, no, you jump on the horse. And what do you do? Jump in the fire. What do you, you get on the horse. See, what that- do you do? <sighs> You're on the saddle, and you make the I horse go. What is that called? What do you do? When Fuel. You, no. What do oh. you do? 
What do you do? You're on the saddle. The horse is galloping. You ride the lightning. There you go. That sucked, dude. Give one to me. The only thing was ride. You don't ride a lightning on a fucking horse. No, but all you need is one word. You know what I would have done? You're in the yeah. fucking slammer, and you got to take the long walk from Shut the prison down. cell. No, I'm, I'm giving a better example of ride the lightning. You got to take the long walk from the prison cell to the electric chair. What's that walk called? Riding the lightning. See? The problem is, is you're doing too long of a description. You got to do as many as you can in 30 seconds. So you basically Good have point. to give like Good point. one right. word, one so, word clues. Right. So you're so trapped my, in a room. What are you trying to do? Escape. Boom. So my my whole point wasn't that. It was to, once you got the word ride, you know the answer. I gotcha. wouldn't have to explain gotcha. anything about gotcha. lightning. Gotcha. 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 You know what I'm saying? Could you do something as shitty as like, give me doom, give me fire, give me that which I desire? No, you can't. Give me lyrics. blank. You can't do lyrics, or you, okay. obviously you can't like do melody. You can't just be like, right? Let me think of one for Chris. I want to give. Do you have one for Chris? Um, see, I, in my mind, I try to. I would try to make them as easy as possible to get the most amount of points. So, Chris, I would say, you know what? I hey, would say not not God, but man. Of Wolf and Man? The angel that was cast from heaven is... Satan. But what's he also known as? The what? Michael. The the Satan. Who's in hell? Who re- reigns hell? Yes, Satan. You, you call him Devil Lucifer. What, what else did you... What'd you say, Chris? Devil's dance? Yes. Oh, see... What else would you call Satan? See, the devil. See, here's here's my method. Chris, this That is, took five seconds. Uh, it wasn't great. I know every Metallica yeah, song... Just the, said, I would have just said Satan. Let me try this on Chris. Let me try my method. Okay, now, okay. Chris, this is for you. Don't answer anything. Okay. Chris, okay. you walk into a room, it's pitch black. What do you do? Blackened. Oh, you can't say black. No, so. dude. I know it. I know it. Hit the lights. Hit the lights. Yes. There we go. <laughs> Shit, man. And g- by the way, try doing this in front of 25,000 people. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. much harder. But yes. the dude's going, the number after, doctor, what do you do? But the dude going, the number after two. Wait. What <laughs> number the only other two? thing, the only <laughs> other thing they do that I thought was a bit distracting is that Burr would give a hint and he would either say pre-black album or... After Black Album. Gotcha. Uh, so okay. there was a bit of a hint that was thrown in there, but it was almost distracting because, again, you only had 30 seconds and it was just more talk. And, and But anyway, it was kind of a cool thing. The crowd seemed into it. It was a fun little competition that they did. I got I got another um, one. This is for me. Let's do it for Chris. This is for, both, right. this is for Chris. Um, 311 sang about uh, this wonderful color of your energy. Oh, I know it. Who? Wait, sorry. I didn't 311, hear the band... Had a hit uh, song that sang about well. the co- a color of your energy. What Sweet, was that color? Sweet Amber. Sweet Amber. I don't. Yeah, I don't listen to Three Eleven. So, well, I love me some Three Eleven. That's my problem. <laughs> I'm trying to think of another one. I, can't I know do this that. is fun now. It is kind of fun. We're going to intermittently j- throw these. Oh in. yeah, we will. All right, let's move on for now. Take us, take us there, Chris. Um. So, um. So after that, um, they kind of go away for a bit. Um, Brewer comes back in. He wants to get everybody pumped up and get their their singing you know ready to go you know as everyone knows metallica shows the crowd sings along with everything so um they had a little um sing along to a bunch of different songs for people that didn't know lyrics on the on the they have projector screens that it's like karaoke um, they're yeah they're only down for the brewer set um so they're showing different images and stuff this is separate from the cubes um so up there they're they're kind of posting an image of the band that they're playing and lyrics so they start off with War Pigs from Sabbath. Um, and, and the crowd got really into this, too, by the way. It was a really good good plan that they did. 
then they went to Judas Priest. I think it was another thing coming. Um, it might have been Living After Midnight, but I, I, I'm pretty sure it was another thing coming. Uh, then they went in the walk, which you can imagine was like super popular. The of whole, course, I mean, yeah. The whole arena was getting big into it. Uh, went into Maiden, Run to the Hills, ACDC, Highway to Hell. Love it. Uh, so, so I mean, the crowd was really getting into it pretty big. And then they got done with that, and the lights actually dimmed a little bit, and they started playing Slayer, Raining Blood. And there was actually, they were using some of the strobes from the lighting system onto the crowd and stuff like that. So it was almost like a pseudo um, pre-song. Here's what they're and doing, it, it was getting the crowd pumped, too. They're trying to identify all the Slayer diehards so they can kick them out. <laughs> They can get them out. Get them out of there. Because Slayer fans are insane. Like, we're, we're Slayer fans, right? We're normal sure. people. But the Slayer guy that's like, fucking Slayer. And then they want to just crush skulls and yeah, shit. Yeah, they want to just kill people. Kill yeah. animals and shit. <laughs> they play Raining Blood so they can get people out of there. Yeah. Peace. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, just then kidding, they went to the Crazy Train. Love it. Um, so that was awesome. Um, and then... Uh, uh, Brewer basically came out, came back out to kind of do his final intro, like Metallica's coming out, get ready, get, you know, let's let's go. Um, this is at the same time when the Mix Halo people brought out our little iPods to listen to the mixes. Um, which, which you're going to uh, hear about that later. Yeah. Yep. Yep. On a later and, episode. Um, and, and then, uh, and then right after that, they got uh, right into a long way to the top. So, so you know, it's coming. You know. Um, oh, it's coming! At least, at least the people that that know what's going on know that like well, it's about to happen. In right? our last Metal Tales, I think it was with Nick Makoviak, we talked about how I'd never thought of it this way, but Ecstasy of Gold, everyone knows the lights go down, they play the Unforgiven shit on the screens or whatever. But uh, or Good, Bad, and the Ugly, not yeah, Unforgiven. Yeah. Please don't write in. Don't write in. Don't, don't write in. Don't write in. Um, but uh, the ACDC song is when you know the truths, right? Yeah, because when that song plays, everyone the truths kind of know what's up. They know that like this is a song before X. It's not just house music, right? Yeah, exactly. So Chris yep. is Chris is eagerly identifying all the trues near him during this song. Yep. He's and a true song, and he she's a, she's true. a true. They're a true. They're Everyone's a true. A true. We're trues. Go on, Chris, sorry. Forgive me. Oh, it's all good. <laughs> uh so during this song is, uh, you know, it's part of the hardwire experience, which again, like you said, you'll hear in the next episode. Uh, this is when John Michael brings out our set list and they're, they're our signed set list and they are in a sealed black envelope. Um, but giving the, uh, the interactions that I had earlier in the day that you will hear all about, I could not help myself. And uh, I, I had to take a, I had to take a bit of a sneak peek. Now, had, opened it. Now, had Lars, I did. We're not going to say what it was, but had Lars not said to you what he said, do you think you still would have looked at the set list? Probably not. So it was basically predicated Probably on not. what Lars said to you, where you're like, I got to look at this fucking list. I, I, I had to, and while I did not divulge any information on the forum, I did make a post there, like, you guys are going to like this set. Yep. Um, they, I did, I did make a post about what Lars said earlier on, um, while I was waiting for the, you know, Dern Brewer and stuff. So people were kind of guessing, you know, what, what songs they were, um, you know, the people that follow the, all these sets pretty closely. So it, it was kind of narrowed down to like four or five songs. I do have to say, so you texted me privately or texted Ethan and I, uh, what Lars said. 
which yeah. opened up some speculation. And I've been following the set list pretty closely. Right, yeah. But I was working that night, and I was kind of in and out of gigs and f- flying home. I was on planes and shit. And uh, I didn't guess it. I was surprised by it. I, I couldn't figure out what, what... Although it made total sense when I learned it. It was yes, like, oh, of course. Yeah, yeah totally. But yeah. Um, yeah. So at what point do you start your uh, Facebook Live or your Periscope? Like, when do you... So it was, it was during ACDC, and... You know, it got up to, I think, 19 people at one point. Um, but, yeah, as soon as, as soon as Hardwired started, um, it, it kind of tanked. But there is, I think, still on Periscope of Bix, I think it stays on there for 48 hours or something. Um, there is still, uh, you know, from ACDC through Ecstasy through the Hardwired intro tape. And then it, then it starts skipping and jumping really bad. And my view count went down pretty substantially pretty quickly so then i just shut it off fucking edward snowden Ugh, crap jeez yeah. edward hackers. hackers so and you've mentioned that the place looked pretty packed i mean that's got to be so yeah, fun the floor the floor was definitely full they did not you know some of these places the floor's been a bit empty you know i'm not sure if it's fire code or want but this place was full i do think I do think when it's been thinner in pockets on the floor, I do think that's all fire code shit. Because I, I, I'm oh, pretty yeah. sure yeah. these shows are selling out. And, and what was cool too is is I actually bought two upper level tickets kind of uh, about a month ago. So I mean it was well after the on sale date um, mm-hmm. for uh, you know one of the, the the driver of the of the race car I work on and his dad who's kind of the owner. And uh, so they were talking about Cole Trickle. Cole Trickle, by the way. Yeah, Cole Trickle. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Robin's so racing. They're upper level, and I got to talking to him after work today. And from their perspective, too, I mean, it was it was packed, you know. So that was a really cool thing. That's awesome. Now that hardware tape comes on, and you know the volume is going to get louder when they come in. But I remember in the stadium tour, the hardware tape's playing, and all five big screens is the heart kind of hardwired. The, the, the faces all mushed together and shit, red and white stuff. Yep. And then it seemed like the boys kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. <clears throat> you see Lars first. So walk us through if we're if we're not going to see an arena show or we don't have internet access, the hardware yeah. tapes playing, lights are low. What's kind of the first activity you see on the stage when they come out well, to actually they're, start they're, it? They actually uh, pretty much come out during ecstasy. So they're so in the you corners hear some of the crowd a right. bit. So they're they're coming out and they kind of get to their spots and get to their corners. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you, I knew it was going to be a good night at ecstasy because I was a little bit concerned because you know Charlotte, it's a very big. Uh, country music genre area um some big country clubs with coyote joe's is here mm, i've played very that. very played big it. very big country place and and there's the there's really not a hard rock music station um 1065 that's local here pretty much is more alternative rock they you know they it's very rare that they ever play anything metallica so mm. i i i did not have high expectations for what the crowd was going to be like but during ecstasy i could hear the crowd singing to that tape almost like if you think back to the some kind of monster video and at the very end of it you know you kind of hear when you hear when you hear james singing to ecstasy um but right before the closing credits the crowd was like a good chunk of the crowd was singing like that that's awesome which you typically only see you know you see in the videos in europe so i was like this is going to be a good night like right then and there i knew it was going to be a good night crowds riled up ready to roll yeah, exactly. So the hard, so the guys are already kind of in place. So uh, you know, Kirk was kind of my left. James' station was to my right. So I saw them come through there. So they're there, queued up. 
um, as the hardwired tape starts. So they're already kind of out there. Um, and then you get into the, the, the drum beat part of hardwired. And then Lars has his walk kind of timed out from the stairs to the drum kit. And they all kind of come up, you know, as that Yep. 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 Exactly. Exactly. Um, crowd was super into it. Um, yeah, I mean, singing every lyric. I mean, they, they were as loud as, as any song. That's good to hear cool that they're, from, they're from, a, the from song. a new hardware awesome. song. Yeah. That's fucking yeah. cool, man. I mean, if it wasn't working, they would have changed it by now. The hardwired yeah. Atlas one two punch is just fucking awesome. Yeah. And if, and if the crowd was not reacting to it whatsoever, they would have changed that by now. And it's worth pointing out again, like we think we talked about this before, but that's the sequence of the record, right? It's yeah. hardwired in Atlas, and yeah. they sequence it for a reason. It, it makes a lot of sense that that's what they think is the biggest one-two punch. We're here to celebrate a new record. We're going to play all the hits for the babies. Yep. We're going to take care of you. But out of the gate, they're like really confident about their new record. Yeah. It's pretty cool. As and it should it, be. I love hearing from Chris that the crowd there was singing all the words of Hardwired. Awesome. Yeah, totally awesome. Uh, you know, I picked out one thing I picked out that I could tell Kirk changed from the meet, the meet and greet, uh, his diaper, on his the, depends or, you know, he, he's doing, he's, he's kind of known for his fashion sense, right? He, he had oh, yeah. these, I mean, I, I swear they were right out of the wizard of Oz <laughs> slippers that had the, yeah, that had like these Ruby sequin shoes on that. I wouldn't like, put I it made, past him. It was like just straight out of the Wizard of Oz. It was it was awesome. He's a big movie nerd. <laughs> Did he ever click his heels together? And wish he could no, go home. Not quite. Did he go back to Kansas? There's no place. Like, there's no po- place like Hawaii. <laughs> Did he go back to Maui? Let's go to fucking Maui. Let's go to fucking Honolulu. <laughs> Let's go to fucking Kona. Let's go to fucking Kansas. Let's go to fucking Omaha. Let's go back to Chris's fucking story. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like you said, big one-two punch, uh, hard word, and an atlas. Um, again, and forgive me cause I'm not completely a thousand percent on song structure and stuff. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was like the bridge, but there, there was a sing along spot in there to the riff as well, or to the solo that like everybody was doing again. And it was like, Holy cow. Like the energy just stayed up. Um, just absolutely ridiculous. Wow. Such a good song. You can't fuck with it. I mean. No, there's a great guitar harmony in the bridge to Atlas after the second chorus yeah. that I think is what yes. talking about Chris. Uh, that, yeah. Yep, that. I can that hear, part. hear in my head. I can't really mouth it right now. I'm one of those guys that that I can't, sometimes I can't remember, even lyrically, lyrics and stuff like that. I, it's hard for me to pick up on the top of my head, but the song's going, it's almost like a muscle memory thing that kicks in. Yeah, totally. That, yeah. that I know. Well, it, you know? one of my big things is like, if someone can just say the, say the first lyric of a song, I can get into it. Right, yeah. You know? Yep. Just jog the memory, as they say. Yep. yep. Sad, but true. There you go. I got one for you, Chris. You're eating a hefty steak. You're maybe you're eating wings, even, and you get a little crunchy crunch in your mouth. What do you do? Spit out the bone. There we go. Yes. See, we're going to intermittently surprise each other with these. Love it. Now, Chris, if you've got one for me or Ethan, don't feel don't don't feel shy about yeah, throwing it out back. there. Don't hold back. Don't hold back. Ooh, yeah, I, I might have to. Uh, give me a bit. I'll I'll take a good one. God, I'm at the dentist, uh, and they're drilling something in my tooth, and it hurts so bad. And I need anesthesia because they're pulling teeth. There you I go. got it. See, I'm, I'm ready. You know what <laughs> you, you need go. to do? We need to there anticipate being called up at Bridgestone Arena in Nashville, Tennessee, yeah. on January, whatever it's going to be. But we need to pregame it like this. We'll get Chris on the phone, yeah. and yeah. we'll just sort of uh, we'll spar. This is sparring. Okay, okay. This is sparring. <laughs> just a little put up your dukes. Yeah. Down. All right. 
It's super. Um, it's super cold, and I fell in the lake up in Michigan. There we go. See, see. What I didn't hear what he said. He said trapped under ice. He's exactly right. I was waiting for something else. I'm say like you were too cold, so you'd jump in the fire. Well, maybe we'll get there. Maybe we will. I wanted to form an army, but the army's made out of steel. What are we called? Metal militia. There we go. See. <laughs> see, we're fucking doing it, Chris. This is fun. I kind of want to spring another one on Chris. Let me let me try to think of one for Chris here. Hmm. I'm trying to think of one myself, so you might catch me off guard. Hmm. Well, that's good though. You need to be caught off guard. No one's going to shit the bed harder than I did for Master of Puppets. <laughs> What's that? Cyclops. 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 Sleep with one eye open. Understand, man. Understand, man. No. One. <laughs> Fuck. Cyclops. Uh, Call of Cthulhu. All nightmare no. long. Things should not be. What is Cyclops known for? One eye. Sleep with one eye open. I already said that. His one eye. No. It, oh, I, I the beholder. Ah, oh, oh, god damn it! Come on, motherfucker. That was a good. That's good. That was a good. That was a good one. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <sighs> hey, you know Try what? It. Hey, you Try know it. what? My remote control won't work. I wonder what it needs. Master of Puppets. Battery. Hey! <laughs> I, I, Jim knew Dugan. I knew that one. But that's how you have to approach it on stage. Oh, my remote yep. control doesn't work. What does it need? Battery. Yeah. Yep. All right. Tractor. Tractor. John Deere. It needs a tractor. Tractor John Deere? International. Tractor. <sighs> Farming. Har- Damaging? Harvester of Sorrow. Harvester of Sorrow. There you go. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm stressed. <laughs> Let's get back to the, what's going on. So, all right, is there anything to say about Atlas? No, I just the bridge uh, sing along. Really, we got the bridge really solid. The sing along, which was again a welcome surprise because that's stuff that you only you know you typically see in the European stuff. I feel like the the trues, you know, who watch the videos when they come out, mm-hmm. they're picking up on that European thing, and it's one of those things that catches. Like, you know, if you're a novice or whatever, if you get if there's two or three people that are singing it you're going to get 10 or 15 around you doing the exact same thing. You're copycatting, right? Right. And I think that's starting to take off. I think it's why you're starting to see that pick up. In and what you're referring to is in Europe, it seems like crowds and Ethan has a lot of experience with this. Oh, they totally do. They more often than us crowds will sing along the guitar parts, all sorts of parts, yep. riffs, guitar parts. Yeah. I mean, solos. It's totally. So, so cool. Yep. So, and after, so it's similar to the stadium tour. They kind of come out, and they sort of plant themselves for the first two songs. And then after Atlas, they're moving around a bit more, right? Yep, yep. So they're they're pretty planted there. Um, you know, they do a quick little walk around real quick um, after that. Um, they definitely know where the hardwired people are sitting. Um, so they, they make, they they make time to come. Quick. So they make they, time know, they to come point, pay respect to that or whatever. Yeah, like, I mean, whenever they're that by the stage, they're pointing at us or whatever, especially Lars, you know, he's goofing around with us and all that. So, That's cool. Um, so it's definitely cool because you're getting some special moments in the show, too. That that's again, that's something I feel like that's almost unique and different compared to the stadium tour stuff. Because once you get meshed, mixed into the snake pit, the the snake pit, you know, they, they don't really find it really or anything. You don't get you don't get those special moments as often, you know. Mm. And there was a lot of them in the show that they did that that we'll talk about as we go through. So, um, but yeah, then they go right into the seek. Um, and one of the things I love about seek, obviously, so this is the first time that the cubes move, but whether this is, and obviously I know it's coming, but you know, most of the arena does not. And so it's one of the two moments in the show 
where you can hear an audible like ooh or you know something ooh, as soon as yeah. the, as soon as those cubes move it's just one of those like, like they weren't expecting the cubes to move and, and yeah. do their their movement i guess you they're know? not moving at this show <laughs> So I guess these are stationary cubes. See, <laughs> it must be because it's an arena. Yeah, see, the cubes don't move. See, yeah, but the cubes don't move. You see, I've been inspecting all these shows. You see, yeah, it's like the cubes have a pair of concrete shoes. See, the bottom of the sea. See, and then they finally move. Like, ooh, see. Oh, say, can you see? Oh, say, can you see the cubes move? See, so the cubes. That's cool. Like they <laughs> they introduce the cubes. The cubes all light up and shit, right? With images on them and shit. Oh, they're, they're screens, right? They're like yeah, four they're, they're, L, they're, L, LCD screens or yeah. whatever. Yep, yeah, the four screens, most of them have lights underneath them as well um, that are being used. So it, it's just really cool. So as C kind of builds builds up there at the beginning is when the cubes drop. And they drop pretty quickly, too. And it just I think the people that aren't expecting that. They move fast. It's a really cool, oh, yeah. it's like, holy crap, like this is a really cool production. And C you know? is where they're showing images of like old ticket stubs, right? Yeah, old pictures of them, you know, all stuff back, you know, all all Kill Molly are pictures on those screens. Old pictures so of Ethan. Oh yeah, it's really cool. Oh yeah, baby pictures of me were up there for sure. There, there, uh, you know, I didn't pay attention. I'm sure that there there might even be a couple Mustaine pictures in there, but oh boy, he would. Hello, yeah. me. Hello, Cube. Hello, I'm on the cubes. <laughs> Tell it to the Cube Digest. <laughs> but Tell the Charlotte Chronicle. <laughs> Oh boy! I don't even know the local. I don't even know if that's the name of the paper there. Tell it to the Charlotte Gazette Uh, Observer. It's it's Charlotte Observer. Tell it to the Charlotte Observer. Tell it to the goddamn Recycler. Tell it to the (laughs) Denison. All right, so so yeah, crowd losing their shit. Obviously, it's just you know, Seek is just one of those. The one thing that's kind of interesting because you know this used to be at the end of their set, right? Um, Right. You know, going back so. But this is at the beginning, but even with that, James still does his, like, thank you, good night type of thing. And it's just, it, it just feels <laughs> Whoa, a bit... Whoa, like funny. Dad a, joke. A, a bit out of place. Well, that's the know? question is, but, is yeah. he doing muscle memory of, at this point, I yell, thank you, good night, or is he making a joke? I think he's probably making a joke. He's because probably they, making a joke. They, yeah. They had they, it at the end of the set for so long. For, for years, they ended yeah. with Seek. Yeah. yeah. Or at least they ended the yep. main set before the encore. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. So... Yeah, no, crowd really into it. Like I said, it was awesome. Um, Have you, had you shit your pants yet, or was the shitting uh, still to come? Well, uh, you know, at that point, you know, I knew what was coming. You were dry. Yeah, you were dry. You went to the set list, so. You had a dry diapy so far. I I, I knew what was coming. I was excited. You know, the fourth slot has kind of been one of those rotating slots, so I knew it was coming. Um, You know, just awesome. And it's not like they they did the same keys that they did in Europe. So James kind of plays like those first three notes mm-hmm. and kind of like that, that last note is like really just kind of drawn out. He kind of hangs it. Yeah. He hangs it. Yeah. And, he, and it. So yeah, I think he did that. He did that four or five times, just kind of teasing the crowd. And, you know, a lot of people didn't quite know or pick up. That's on a it. shame. You know, there might've been a few people, but all of a sudden, boom, he goes into that first riff and it was like, Oh dear God. This is through the never. Right. Holy hell. Awesome. One of my favorite. And, songs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it, it just went, the place went berserk. Awesome. That's so, so, so it took really a minute. Once it kicked in, they kind of knew what it was. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And everybody was singing. 
just even the chorus part and that you don't never like i mean right. the place was just so loud everybody was doing that i mean it was just awesome and that's a great bridge too that on through the never we must go so yep. I bet that's fun. I hope oh, I hope they do that at Bridge. Lars, listen to me. Listen. I want that or I would Honey. Honey. Play through the Neva. It's, it's so easy. You just did it. You know how to play it. You know how it goes. I want to hear that or I like that song No Leaf Clover. Honey, the cl- I I was picking clovers for good luck. I don't even know if he loves me or I, loves me not. Well, I found a clover it had zero leaves. Roll me over in the clover, Mr. Bob Rock. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Moving on, next you got The Unforgiven. Unforgiven, yep, classic. Now, this is the first time uh, Lars sort of rotated time. his kit. Yep, yep, exactly. So uh, it moves four times during the show. So this is the first time. Um, then not much of a break, pretty much as soon as uh, Through the Never was done. It went right into the Unforgiven intro tape. Um, so they, you know, the boys have a very quick kind of break, switch guitars. They need a second to get the, uh, to get the other guitar, the second guitar stand up there for James. Um, for the acoustic that he does for the acoustic part yep one thing I thought was interesting that I don't remember if it was the same from before but on the cubes in this song they're using the the same video that they typically do for sanitarium that has like the people almost behind a frosted glass that are like trying to escape from the cube and it's really kind of creepy um and they're they're playing it during the song, and it it, it kind of works. Works for um, both, yeah, 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 yeah. Very they're in a rubber room, or they're in the unforgiven dust room, right? Where the guy's yeah. trying to chisel his way out for his whole life. Yeah, yeah, pretty cool, yeah. pretty chill, trapped, yeah. pretty hashtag chill, hashtag chill, hashtag chill. Yep. So yeah, very good. Again, everyone's singing along. Classic now you have song. a note saying Crowd's you think it. you have a note. You say you think Greeny was played during the song. I don't know about this particular show, but I can confirm that Kirk tours with Greeny. He does, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it probably I, was, which I is know wild. For sure, yeah. I know for sure Greeny was used in Fades. I'm, I'm pretty sure this was the first appearance of Greeny. So yeah. I was I was pretty pumped for that. Cool. Um, but what's interesting, like I still think to this point, James has yet to come to the mic stand that's right in front of all the hardwired people. Mm. Um and what's interesting is, so I think he, you know he spent a lot of time on his end and the one completely opposite. And I don't know if it's something relationship to Lars too, with the angles and being able to watch each other. But because the back half of the show, James spent a lot of time by us too, so there might be something interesting there that I just never picked up on as far as how he chooses what mic stands he's at and all Maybe that. Because a lot kinda, of that is pre-planned. Right. Maybe he kind of knows that. A big, a big part of the value of the Harvard experience is that you get to hang out with James. That's just big part of it. I mean, that's the that's the peak it, of it. It's a little bit of a spoiler, but you're going to hear uh, on Monday's episode about how Chris bought the Harvard experience in Denver, actually didn't get to talk to James, and they made a bunch of special concessions so he could have a one-on-one with James. Yeah. So maybe he's saving that. He knows where the Harvard people are, and he wants to save it and make it a thing. He's like, oh, attention. Chris is over there, yeah. the guy from Denver. I mean, and given right. some of the songs later in the set, I'd almost rather have James spend more time in some of those songs. Right, yeah. And and I got some really cool, there's some cool moments that, that I'll talk about later that happened there. So Cool. Um, so yeah, then they go into their first kind of, uh, kind of break break where James is more talking to the crowd more. Um, Lars was definitely going around, interacting with people. Um, James asked the crowd, like, did you guys come to see the right band? Um, just kind of joking around with them a little bit, and 
Like we came to see Jim oh. Brewer. You guys are loud. <laughs> Who are you guys? He's, he's Jim, bring on Jim Brewer. You guys again. are loud. And then he gets uh, he gets right into his uh, his little intro into uh, into Dead. And what's interesting, he, and I haven't heard him say this before, is he's like, "There's more than one meaning to this," which made me think like he's tuned into people thinking like this whole you know, in order to live forever, live forever, first you must die thing. Um, like he's heard some sort of feedback about that or something or about that that opening line. He's that, probably, that heard our, prompted, uh, probably heard our probably heard our episodes about something. it. Yeah. So what do you say? Did you, did you explain it? Because that's a puzzling. No, no. That's a puzzling lyric to me. No, no. All you said is that there's more than one meaning. Oh, great! He shed more <laughs> mystery on it. <laughs> more meaning, no light, just mystery. Thanks. James. Exactly. I'd like to clear exactly. up a few misconceptions about this next song by saying it's deeper than you think, and it's about more than you could even fathom. I'm gonna yep. uh, make it more confusing. Uh, it's about this and this and that. And maybe that. Look, thing. it's about this and that. That's a popular phrase of it's yours. It's like this and like that, Anna. Come on, really? I was born in Queens. She was raised out in Compton. It's like this and like that, Anna. I know. I'm doing LL Cool J. That's not LL Cool J. So just chill. Yeah, I'm doing uh, Nas. No, I know. I know no, Nas. No. No. <laughs> no. All right, Chris. Sorry. Sorry once again. This is a theme. Sorry, Chris. Sorry, Chris. I feel like if Chris was in the room with us and drinking with us, this would be more fun. I mean, this is fun. I'm having a great time. What's your snakes do? Hiss. Rattle. Oh, fuck. Slither. Slither! (laughs) Fuck! He was ready, man. (laughs) Shit, Chris. Keeping us on our toes, dude. God damn it. The thing that's going to be amazing about this episode is that I am tired. I I keep yawning. I can tell you're a little tie-tie. I'm pretty tired. I, I woke up pretty early this morning. But I keep turning to my right, and I keep forgetting that there's a camera filming me. So all he keeps like people, making jerk off motions into yeah, the camera. Yeah, like, um. look, I don't want to be the best. I just want to be better than you. There we go. There we nice. go. I want to. I want to nail Chris on one though too. Yeah. Stump. stump look, there's dump. You're just there's a really spe- there's a really specific belt in the constellations that I like to look at. All right, oh, come, come on. Okay, come right. on. Hey, come on. Hey, will you Stetarious. come on? You come on. I will come on. <laughs> you come on. I'm trying to fucking get in the game here. It's hard to come up with the. It's hard to come up with the question, the Jeopardy question part of it. That's true. All right, uh, Rem- Rem- Remington. Just to pull it away. Twenty-two. <laughs> I- I'm no closer to the answer. <laughs> Uh, something about a gun. Oh, uh, the god that failed the, with the gun cocking in the in the recording. <laughs> I think too much about it. That's my you problem. You do. Remington twenty two. Fuck. Pistol, shotgun. <sighs> what do you do with it? We shoot it. Oh, shoot, shoot me, me again. again. Shoot me again. Oh, crap. God damn it. Throwing that St. Anger curveball. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about All dead. Right. So. Yeah. Unlike the drums, the cubes come up. Yeah. And, and from what yep. I've heard, they come up immediately because you know, in Oslo, he fell into one of the holes. Yes, he did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so now the cubes come up, and how was the crowd's interaction with the uh, the drum circle moment? You know, I think it was mixed. Um, you know, I knew it was coming. So this was the opportunity that I used to uh, to fire up the mix Halo mix because um, I knew I wasn't going to be like over the top. Right. into it you know um especially with the drum part and all that so 
And the mix halo, um, just is, for a quick refresher, when you they gave up this new technology where you can actually hear the boys in your mixes. You can switch yep. between all the guys or just do a general mix of the whole you band. You can hear the mix of the whole band or you can hear Rob's personal mix. Or, so whose mixes yep. did you fly around and anything notable about? Not really that I can recall. Um, yeah, I felt like you can definitely pick out their, you know, their primary sound, right? But for me, it was a bit harder to determine what secondary members that they were they had into their mix because it was kind of quiet um the i couldn't crank up the volume as high as i wanted to on the ipod and then like i yeah i had some troubles with the with the earbuds and they just not fitting you know comfortably or right so yeah. shallow lobes um so Slopes. so i mean i you know i kind of spent some time, I, I you know I, I spent some time on on all four of them a, a little bit and, i mean it was interesting it was, it was kind of cool for a song it's, it's definitely a unique technology I don't think it's something that like, I would listen to like a whole show with or anything like that, but it was um, it was interesting. It was so definitely you've, a first. You've got some notes about James missing a note or two, and what's going on in there? So yeah, there's a point where I feel like not. I didn't really pick up on it. It wasn't. I don't think it was very noticeable, but I think there was like one spot where he just kind of missed one or two because he you could he mouthed like "Come on," like uh, like get the like hit the right one type of thing. Um, it was just something interesting that I kind of just picked up on a little bit, you know. And thus, um, thus further diagnosing the illness of the Metallica diehard. We're like so <laughs> in tune with shit like that. Yeah, but like I, it was not like I like picked up like oh he missed a note. I just I heard him say it and looked down like as he was kind of strumming a bit and as he was picking, I was like oh he must have just kind of missed one a little bit or something, you know. And right. he had to get, you know, but he got right back into it, you know, immediately, you know. So it was like, oh, there's a little nugget there, you know. And Lars does, tell you, Lars does do the thing where he's banging around, then he tries to like run around and get the crowd pumped up, right? He does, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, the crowd was so-so at this point with it. Um, I I can tell you the boys were having definitely having fun this mm-hmm. whole show. I mean, just really laid back. Claudia song just completely in the pocket, in the groove. You could tell like this was like one of their better like just in it, feeling the crowd, feeling the crowd energy. It might have been down during this song specifically a bit, but just overall, and, and compared to other shows I've been to, it was just super. You could just tell they were just having so much fun up there playing. Just just their swagger, the way they'd get in the groove, the way they're keeping the beat. With I mean, just everything. You could just tell that they were just in it. I mean, it, I mean, it's the point now we're in this tour cycle where this song isn't leaving the set. They probably don't really care at this point if the fans like the drum circle thing or not. They're having a good time amongst the four of them. I think sure. that, I think it's for them first and foremost. Like yeah. probably a lot of decisions they make. Mm-hmm. But I do think secondly, for us who are like in this deep, we can we can sort of spin out on oh it works, it doesn't work, blah blah blah. But they're also probably thinking about the you know, the guy or gal who's only going to be able to see them this one time. Right. They might think it's who awesome. Who think that shit's awesome. Exactly. And as a performer, I can, and you know, if you have a gimmick in a show, we all get tired of it. I toured with a guy once who was a good storyteller, and we did fucking eight weeks together. Yeah. And, you know, he was a good story. He would, he told the same story with kind of the same hits, the same beats. And I tell you what, by show 30, I was ready to rip his fucking oh, yeah. tongue out. Oh, yeah. But I was watching everyone in every city we went to respond to it as if it was the first time they heard it, because it was. It was, and they were stoked. Let's not forget, this is, a, this is also a good moment for James to rest his voice for a little bit. 
Yeah. A yeah. little vocal well, break. And I'll tell you this, too, again, talking to my boss, who is up, you know, high, and, and he, he has not seen Metallica since the mid-'80s. Um, he, he loved it. He really enjoyed the drum circle part. So well, I think it's go. just one of those things that, it's uh, you know, a lot of people who, you know, haven't seen him in a while and knew it was unique enjoyed it and thought it was cool. And some of the people that have just are more familiar with it, it's just like, eh, you know. Well, what I think is really smart about it is even if you lose a few people taking that chance, the next tune is Rome, and Rome is going to be a barn burner. Always, I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. As so soon as you, that intro tape, as soon as that is done, that Rome intro tape kicks in, and the crowd is, again, going nuts. Awesome. They brought, whoever they lost came right back in. For sure. For sure. What was exciting for us is this was the first song that James came right up to us to the mic that was like right in front of us. He's twelve feet away, like right there in your face, doing Rome. Yeah, again, just in the pocket, in it, you know, just really tight. Like the whole night again, like James's voice was on point the whole night. Um, just everything, the whole band was just nice and tight. Good man. It, it, it's a fun, it's a fun song live. I mean, it's a, a crowd pleaser always. It's a song about being on the road, all that stuff. You, yeah, you, you can't really can't really go wrong with that at all. Yeah. So yep. so moving on, your your notes here. Yep. Uh, you've got this is interesting. Yeah, let's talk about this next thing. I'm not. I'm <laughs> yeah. not quite the, the sure. Bullet, how to read the it. bullet point, by the way, as, as proof as proof that the boys are having fun. Rob gets into his little uh, his little chant, his little hey hey chant that he okay. does before bells, and. Lars sneaks up behind him with one of his towels and starts ringing it out like you would in the locker room. Yeah. And on his third hay, he starts spank? Rob in the in the in the in the ass with it. And Ooh, and, and the first one hot. caught Rob off guard. He didn't know it was happening. He turned a little bit and kind of laughed, like you can you can hear it. And then on the sec on the fourth one, the next one, instead of doing his hay, he started chanting "ow" as <laughs> as Lars would do that. I was like, hey, which is funny to think hey, about because Lars hey, has got to get back. Ow, ow. <laughs> with Lars has got to get get back behind the kid to go gaga bomb bomb bomb. Well, at least he he, yeah. count, he counts the song off, so Rob has to wait for him. That's true. Well, so he can just spake him all night. Rob does it at a bit of a slower pace. He does that like five times, and then he goes. He kind of walks to another mic stand as Lars is going back to the drum kit. And then there's another, like, he gets, again, another, hey. hey so they built in time. In the, in the time signature of Bells, and then Lars comes in with the boom, boom, you know. And that's I love that moment with Lars. He's done it all through the years, where he sort of almost yeah. stands when he's hitting those yeah. toms. He does it at the end of Bells, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. And by the way, we should mention, yeah, he jumps up. because I'm I'm an expert on Chris Yerges now, this is Chris Yerges' favorite Metallica song. Yeah. So Bells Absolutely. is a special moment, right? Absolutely. Now you have in your notes. I find this very curious. Now you've written the Scorpion Dance. So yes. So you know, there's that moment between Rob and Kirk where they kind of both do the pseudo crab walk. Oh, mm-hmm. they kind of chase each other. Head, in my head, I call that when they're like right with each other. There, I almost call that the Scorpion. They, to me, they look like two scorpions going at each other a bit. You know, okay. instead of two two crabs. So that's this is Rob and Kirk doing their thing. But what's cool is when they were done with that, um, both of them went down off stage and kind of walked halfway around the the stage um, playing. And as they were doing that, James kept going to different stairs 
almost trying to like cut them off and coming back up on the stage or so. Just James so they were just goofing around. Just they're just completely having fun playing with each other. It was so awesome. I love that, man. Yep. Yeah. So bells, I mean it, it, it kills like it always does. Um yeah, I mean complete staple. Now for a guy what whose can... favorite Metallica record is Ride the Lightning, which is a man after my own heart. Bells in the Fade is really fun, right? I mean, that's oh, absolutely. Is that that's what happens absolutely. on the record? I mean, it's cool. Yeah, Bell, oh, yeah. Bells is number third it's track, track, three right? and four. Yeah. yeah, yep, yep, yep. And, and now they, they have this they, new they intro where they're doing this like tape, yep. ambient kind of ambient guitar noise, right? Yeah, which is yep. pretty cool. So, I, I haven't seen that yet. Some of the trues, you know, know about it, um, but not too many. So a lot of people don't know what it is until James comes back up and starts. You know, they they hit those first few notes, right? Which, by the way, me 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 me. Let me do them right now. Do 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 do. Would you have done it as some do do's? Yeah, you're doing do's. And then when you go into the solos, it's just shoot a do, shoot a do, Get in there, Chris. We're fucking nailing it. Kirk and Lars is tuned out. That's, right. a Grammy, that's a Grammy-nominated person. Oh, I totally is. I totally expect the, the, uh, the, Gram- the, uh, the Academy to reach out uh, any day now. With the season, uh, this is for your consideration, by the way. <laughs> no, you mentioned that this is where you... Kirk was definitely playing the Greenie. He's playing his... For sure, yeah. Prize yeah, Les Paul. Which is completely awesome. It's cool seeing it. You know, not a lot of people, I'm sure, in there know that he's playing a $2 million guitar in the history of that guitar, but... For someone that kind of geeks out over it, it's like you're just like staring at it, like, so "Oh my money. god, that is that is like so cool," you know. And then, yes, on the half of it, you're you are absolutely praying that Kirk does not trip because <laughs> like we know he now he's prone belts. to. Yeah, he's pretty much done it twice now. <laughs> he needs, that yes. motherfucker needs to be careful, man. Yeah. Kirk, you need to look out, homie. Uh, hey, man. Hey, maybe get some uh, some shoes with some better traction. Yeah, get some cleats. Yeah, where's where cleats? He just needs yeah. cleats. He'll be fine. Cleats cover the stage in dirt. You'll be fine. Don't fall in the Look, green. Get, get from the Olive Garden um, uh, handbook, page seven. The the Olive Garden fucking uh, what do you call it? Catalog. It's the it's the honey. It, it's the, a catalog. The, the, the training manual that they give you in Tuscany <laughs> with the olive oil. Yeah, free bottle of olive oil. Jesus. All right, Chris. Again, apologies. So <laughs> we're working. So you, do you you have a note here where like James wanted an extra hit to happen at the end. So, yeah, they, they just had a little fun thing at the end there where, you know, they, they got done with the song, and then, like, 20 seconds later, 15 seconds later, like, Lars just another hit on the drum, and then James, when he comes up to the mic, he's like, yeah, it kind of felt like it needed one more there to finish it off right. You know, just, just again, them just playing with each other and just having fun, you know? It's, it's again, another one of those just moments where you just can tell that they're just 
having a great time that night, you know? That's awesome. So let's talk yeah. about the doodle. Now, yes, in general, this was interesting. In general, what do you think about the doodles in general? Give us a general opinion. I enjoy it. Anything to me, to me, anything that they do that keeps it fun and interesting and energized for them, I'm completely for. You pop know? quiz. Who, pop who quiz. Cares with if Liberty. They think Prince bad. Pop quiz. Justice for all. Okay. Wow. That was easy, but um, quick, Chris. I'm just working on our <laughs> skills in case we get caught up in Nashville. I love it, man. And it might be Ethan. Go. It might be you and Chris that get caught up here. That's very true. It might be me and Chris. Yeah, yeah. I'm just making sure we're on our toes. So the the doodles in general, you acknowledge they're having fun. It's kind of a cool moment. It yeah. gives James a PP yeah. break or a vocal break. Well, it was it was interesting. Was James said, "Open your mind and have some fun." So I think James is you know he's aware of some of the criticisms that uh, certain individuals have placed on the doodle. You know, there's been some well publicized ones about that, right? Which which that even happened uh, with one of the DJs in Charlotte, and I wrote a pretty kind of nasty message on Facebook Messenger, like, "Dude, they're having fun. Back off! Like, you don't even know what hey, you're talking about." Guess what? Why don't you start Metallica? <laughs> then you can go yeah, do exactly. your own, own doodle. You know, I exactly. kind of feel the same way. Like, if someone in the family <clears throat> is critical, it's like cool. I hear him out. If someone outside the family's fucking with the boys, I'm like, you motherfucker. Fuck you, man. It's exactly. Don't even know. Get out. Yes. Exactly. It's, it's coming to fisticuffs. Chris, now. just for, as a private aside, send me uh, send me what you wrote to that guy. I'd like to read it. Uh, Yeah, I should be able to track it. I think I can track it down. Now, what's really uh, serendipitous about this is that they did just a bullet away. Yeah, which, which is, is awesome. this? The, the, I just was on Alpha Metallica with our friend Tom. Hello and hi, and Tom it's Quay. me again. Hello and greetings and etc. I just did just a bullet away. It's cool that they're dipping into Beyond Magnetic. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Rob was like, "Are you guys ready for a deep, deep Metallica cut?" And and it's I'll tell deep. you, like it, it, it. I think it even caught a lot of the truth off guard. To like, I mean, it took me a long time for like, what are they? Most people oh like, uh, dear God. What? Well, I'm trying to think you know? of what riff they would play. I, I probably wouldn't catch it. Yeah. So did uh, Rob was, do that, any vocals cool. from it? No. Okay. No, he did not. So that did not help matters. But at the very end of it, he he said it was you know he said just a bullet away at the very end, and then the people that didn't catch on by that by that you know they're like oh, and it's all cool. So did people well, recognize? Did people recognize anesthesia? Oh my God! I mean, people went nuts for well, that. Yeah. But what what I can say is during that break, though. So so you know, you guys have talked about James and PP break. Like I actually paid attention, like when James was doing, because I had, I could I could watch. Really, all he did was change up the sweatbands. But even in that break, he was actually interacting with a lot of the fans on the mm-hmm. rail, um, which I thought was pretty cool. And then he came back, um, um, came back on stage. Um, I guess it would have been after anesthesia, but. Yeah, so Rod goes into anesthesia, which, again, he just completely destroys it. There's four cubes that drop down from the corners of the stage, and each one's light is shined on Rob, and they're playing the cliff video that they did on the same cliff video oh, they did so during awesome. the stadium it's tour. The day on the green so, or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the day in the green and slow-mo. So it's just completely badass, you know. Everyone knows what's going on. Again, he's slaying it. Yeah, I mean, it, it goes to that it, question that he always awesome he tribute. always slays it. It's just no question. It's as if he's yeah. in the band Slayer. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> 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 
If you're too self-righteous, and what are you if you're too self-righteous? Holier than thou. There we go. Okay. Uh, Just checking out. Just checking it out. It's cool. It's cool. If if hippies take t-shirts in the evening. Dyer's Eve. Yes. Got it. I'm ready to rock. That was good. I'm ready to fucking go. All I said was if hippies take t-shirts in the evening and they're going to die, tie, die, Eve. Wow, that's good. I would have just said New Year's for that. (laughs) 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 That would have been my clue. (laughs) I've Uh, shot you nine times and you're still not dead. Shoot me again. We already did shoot me again. Shoot me again. One more. Is now gonna, that we're dead, one more is going to kill you. Just a bullet away. Yeah, you're making it topical. Yeah. Hey, I'll tell you what. I'm not on. I'm not on a love train. I'm on a happy train. No, <laughs> hate train. There we go. <laughs> Shit. Let's just do the rest of the episode making these up. Yeah, no joke. Hey, Jim Brewer, you want some fucking? You want some contestants? Blackened. Shrimp. No, no, blackened. Blackened salmon. Uh, the clue is blackened. Yes, the that's, clue the, is blackened. that's the clue. Oh fuck! Yes, uh, blackened. God damn oh it. come on! One is blackened. Dark. Damn it! I don't know. The darkest. Think about think about what Metallica has just put out. That's called blackened. A whiskey, whiskey in a jar. There you go. Oh, oh, that that's kind of tough, though. That was a that was odd because you led off with a clue that was the title Here's of another the thing, song. If you're, if you're trying, <laughs> if we're trying to get points together, you got to make it easier. You got to be like, I know what well, was the, what was the whiskey call they just put out? A black. In this case, I'm trying to stump you too. So. I know that's uh, the stumping is fun. Look, I'm Harry Potter. That's the only way. You, it's only that's that's the only way you learn. It's either they're all easy. It's you, you're not really growing. The memory cells, right? I'm Harry Potter, and I have a very special cape. What am I? Very special cape. I'm Harry Potter. I go to the Hogwarts School of Fucking Magic. Yes, you do. And I have a very special cape. What am I? The Invisible, the invisible cape. cape. There we go. Yes. Give it up. Give Dude, it up for me you guys. and Chris. That was a good. One. That was a good one, Clint. Yeah. Okay, so are we moving on to motor right. here. Yeah, so Lars just drum kit moves it again for the second time, and then we go right into motor breath. James has a new battle vest on. Um, I like that he has a wardrobe awesome. change Everybody for battle vests. Yeah, he probably has yep. an entire so, road case full of battle vests. He uh, so he wears one battle vest for the first three songs and takes it off, and then he's just like in a tee. But then he puts a different one back on for the start of motor breath. He's like the Madonna of Merciful Fate. He really is. <laughs> Cool. Oh, so Motorbreath, that's kind of like a kill them all slot now, basically. For sure. Yeah. 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 For oh, yeah. Sure They're doing Whiplash or hit, hit the Lights or Four Horsemen or whatever. But Motorbreath yep. is probably one nuts. of the outliers of all those, though. It is. Yeah. It is, for sure. I agree. So that, that definitely got people pumped. Um, yeah. Again, the crowd singing was pretty good for this one. Not everybody knew it. Um, again, because it's, it's, you know, I have the kill them all songs you know for some of the, the novices may not completely know everything of, about that song so it wasn't as loud but still really good crowd participation which is awesome song. but and then they got the fan art going on the cubes and some of that right. fan art is so fantastic um it, it, you can just spend the whole song just watching at the fan art and the talent that that is on those cubes uh it's just unbelievable 
Which that's a, that's a good moment for that because it may be a deep cut that people don't know, but they've got a really interesting thing happening visually. Yeah, nice collage of old school stuff, old hmm. flyers, photos. I don't seem to know this song about having Moger breath or Moser bread, but these cubes are really dynamite. Beautiful cubes. Look at those old vintage Are we like photos. art dealers? These are really neat paint paintings and cubes. You're really going to like it. You should pay a lot of money for it. <laughs> uh... Anyone they lost, anyone they might have lost during Motor Breath, they uh, are about to get back in. They're going to get like none of Pop quiz. (laughs) Land of Goshen, go. Land of Goshen. Something that keeps you cool that is derived from yeast. Fuel. (laughs) Where the wild things are. Something that keeps you cool that is made of yeast. (laughs) Made of yeast? And gluten. Bread fan. Bread fan. Crap. Nice, Chris. The fan. It's like a fan. Something that keeps you cool made of. Yeast and gluten and I would have said I'm, I, I would have said uh, uh, I love ciabatta. <laughs> <laughs> what was interesting about Creeping Death is this was actually one of the songs from the the competition with Brewer. Okay, and and uh, that um, that Coops team won with the clue that was given was Moses. Yeah, and Land Ricky Rackman, okay, for yeah. whatever reason, was like, "How the hell did you get Creeping Death from Moses?" And it was just like, "Well, okay, he's not necessarily a true." <laughs> yeah, he was. A, no, I mean that that he's never heard. Like, Ricky, ride the fucking you just admit you it's just admit one of those that, most like, biblical songs they've written uh, ever. Yeah, it is easily yeah. the most biblical song they've ever written. Oh yeah, but it was cool because like there was singing right on that first riff. You know, um, that da 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 da. I, I mean, the, the crowd was just singing all that, awesome, which was awesome. They got fire, uh, fire jets that come up from the center, which is awesome. Um, the whole first verse and chorus, James is right in front of us doing it, so 12 feet away from you, Rad. James singing this, such a badass. Um, everything I... was right on point. The die chant, sometimes it takes a couple dies for the whole crowd to get the full froth. From like the very first die, the entire crowd was just on it. Um, so awesome. I can hardly even drink my Diet Coke because I unfortunately got trapped under ice. Wrong. <laughs> no. Say, I, can't e- I can't even finish my Diet Coke because when I was at Wendy's, unfortunately, I got oh. a frosty. Um... I'm trying to drink a beverage. The beverage is insignificant. I can't get to it, though, because when I was putting the lid on, I got the <laughs> shortest straw. Oh. Shortest straw. Oh. Come on, dudes. Oh, God that, that's a good it. one. That's a good stumper. Good stumper. I'm not trying to stump you, dude. I'm trying to, I'm trying to whip you into shape so we can win. I would say exactly. you sip through it, but it's really short. You can't say short. <laughs> that's true. You sip through it, but it's yeah. not long. It's the shortest. That's better. Right. That's, oh, well, that's, that's better. That's fast. That's if you want to gain points fast, that's the way to go. Look, we can either wait for it to get up, or we can wait. We can either wait for it to arise when the sun comes up, or we can wait. The fade to black. No. Uh, no. We can wait. <laughs> Data never comes? Nope. I'm really, really failing here. <laughs> we can wait for it to wake up, or we until can it wait sleeps. until Call it, it sleeps. Until it Come sleeps. on, Chris. Um, 
See, for until it sleeps. What would you have done, Chris? What would you have done for until it sleeps? Um, ooh, it's a tough one. What would you have done, Ethan? You already. Oh have man, a- my baby's awake. I better rock it. God damn it, oh, that's yeah. good. Until it sleeps. That's yeah, really that, good. That's really good. Yeah. I don't even have a kid. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit, You're dude. You're welcome. You were cracking the code. All right, so there's a break. So after we got to spit out the bone. And I'm, okay, good night, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> well, so the, so I guess, yeah, that's right. Until the thrash slot after creep is kind of the, what I'm calling the, the, the big four block, dude. You got Moth, uh, One, Sabbath, True, and Puppets. Yeah, it's insane. That's a yeah. great way to end the main part of the set. Yeah, and what was really cool, so, you know, Moth, again, the second, this is the second part where people don't know the drones are coming, and you get oh, that drones. audible crowd noise when the drones start, which was awesome. People think uh, they're A couple aliens, of the drones, you could see, that didn't make it in back in the, couple of the drones didn't make it back in the hole, and so the guy at the very end of the song kind of pops out of the hole and grabs a couple of the drones <laughs> that didn't make it back in. Leave Ethan out of um, it. Sometimes the guy that pop pops out of the hole? I mean, Please, I'm, I'm in. Let's not involve Ethan in this. <laughs> I'm so in. So it was really cool. So they take a big break between Moth and Sad But True. And this is when Lars starts um, kind of sp- spitting his drink into the crowd a little bit. But uh, so he comes by. Uh, he comes by us. If I remember, right, I think this is the. Oh, I'm trying to think. This is what I did. No, it's not what I did for sure. I'm sick. Um, so, anyways, so he's drinking the the water and spins a crowd. Well, he kind of works his way to us, and I start kind of doing like the Stone Cold Steve Austin type thing with the beer, you know, as if you had a beer can, right? Pretend, and I'm pointing at and I'm pointing at Lars's drink, and he sees me. I do it again, and he's like, "All right," and he takes a big swig. And here, I thought he was gonna, you know, spit at me, but then he ended up just like chucking the 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 plastic uh, glass and I caught it. And so there's a little bit left over in there that I drank and, but there's a bunch of ice in it. And it was really funny because all the hardwired people are here is like, all right, who wants a piece of ice from Lars's cup? <laughs> and as if, as I was giving communion, yes, I'm taking up lies of ice and going down the line of hardwired people. It's like body of Lars, uh, body yes. of Lars, oh. body of Lars. <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> I might've been it, truly fired from this podcast by declining to do that. I've been like, oh, man, I'll just, I'll just take a look at you it. You know what? I'm cool. I'm good. <laughs> oh, that's Lars's cup. Oh, what? just, I want his saliva to melt in my mouth. I'm good. <laughs> so that's cool so did you take a sip so, of the drink because yeah. we all want to know what's, yeah. in, what's in it because yeah. he's always drinking those uh, vodka looking yeah it's, it's wild there's definitely some sort of little mix in it um, I, I can't pinpoint what it is but is there alcohol you know, in it no 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 okay so it's like a LaCroix or something no it's, it's like it's like they got like one of those uh, I don't know like like athletic drink powders or something type in it you know oh, there's like maybe a, it's a little bit Emergency. It's a little bit you know, it's just kind of a, It's a little ebony. It's a little ivory. Yeah. So, but yeah, into uh, there, you know, they, uh, you know, James is his little talk with the, you know, the older generation, the middle generation, the kids, his talk with the kids, and then goes right into the, you know, do you want heavy and, you know, the big uh, sad but true, which again, kills like it always does, gets mm-hmm. everybody going again, gets, you know, gets everybody pumped up because now you got, you know, two more killers between one and puppets that are coming on. Right. right. Of course. Yep. So, 
big into one, you know, again, no, no pyro for the intro to one, but the way the, the PA is and stuff like that. I mean, you, you just feel some of the, the war sounds and all that. I mean, it, it, they still do a pretty cool job. I would have, I think it would have been nice if they would at least have lasers or something, but, um, it, it, it's kind of unique with it being a bit toned down too. Right. I so. imagine the stages is probably darker and stuff. And it's just more mysterious and kind of, you know, ominous rather than this huge explosion fiery thing they did in the stadium run. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to say it's a different edited like intro tape too, from the, um, from the movie, you know, the ones that Johnny's guy's gun or whatever movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's probably a different a lot... mix of the, of that, of that movie. I would imagine it's a lot shorter than the stadium run. Cause that, that pyro intro on one of the stadium tour went on forever. It was great. But yeah. it's probably it's probably shorter. I mean, you can't really yeah. fuck with one too. It's, yeah. Oh, they, they, again, like we've talked about numerous times, like they have to play one. I was tempted yeah. to feel bad about it, but then I realized I had. <laughs> I was tempted to feel oh. guilt about it, but then I realized I had no remorse. No remorse. Oh shit. Come You've been on. thinking about that for a while. No, no, it, it literally just occurred to me. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. It occurred to me. Fair enough. What, I'm smart. Things occur to me. Four cowboys show up to a rodeo. Four horsemen. There you go. That's easy. Oh, I said four. <laughs> Shit. You can't do that, man. That's right. One less than five. Five, five cowboys <laughs> show up to a rodeo. One gets sick. <laughs> I keep having a pain in my foot and I keep checking my socks and shoes and there's nothing there and I realize it's not in my socks and shoes. The pain in my foot is merely a... Please give this Uh, right. Please give this uh, right. It's not something I can... Chris, yes, go on. I know. uh, You know what? You know what? It's not an external... There's nothing external about the pain. It's simply a thorn. Oh, God. It's simply a thorn. It's a deep cut uh, low thorn, track. Thorn within. Thorn within, yeah. yes. I said that earlier. Yeah. Oh, I didn't hear it. Well, I said it. The sound of the thorn <laughs> internally. <laughs> the thorn internally. That's a good deep cut. Right. Well, okay. Thank you. That's nice. Okay, where are we at? Did I, I still Anyways, okay? Uh, one again, I, again, crowd singing from the opening riff. Um, you know, just a da 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 da. I mean, you name it from the, just totally into it the whole time. Um, and of course, the one-two punch, one into puppets, and we have James in front of us again with Carl, just complete badass. I said, I know, I sent you guys one of the pictures from that too. Yeah, just looks so great. cool having him. In there, in the pocket, you know, playing puppets with that guitar is like just a surreal type. It is interesting because it's like he's he's likely playing like the piece of that garage in the room where he wrote Master of Puppets. Mm -hmm. Yep. Which is, you know, he's a smart dude. I mean, it's probably significant for him. That's probably he's not playing Fuel with Carl. Right. Playing puppets. You know. What was kind of funny at the start of that, if I recall, I believe it was the start of Puppets because right in front of us. He grabbed two picks off the stand and kind of shoved them up into his upper between his upper lip and his teeth, and it made him look like he had fangs, like for like ho- like for like Halloween or something. <laughs> I, saw a, I saw a picture of that. <laughs> hey, Papa Head. So, right, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. So that was really cool. Um, 
again, puppets kills like it always does. And then they, they kind of do their, their fake goodbye. Um, what was really cool here is Lars came by us and, um, you guys will find out more about this kid, Lucas on the upcoming, uh, hardwired episode, but Lars tossed him a stick. Nice. That's awesome. The kid was just completely freaking out. It was was just like totally cool. We're all like high fiving him and patting him on the back and like because sometimes Lars plays very cool. He plays very coy about it. Mm -hmm. He doesn't just come out and throw him. He'll pretend to throw him. He'll sort of vibe for. I think he. I think he specifically finds someone like. But he. he, I think he has in his mind. So you guys are gonna hear about this. But this guy Lucas, I think Lars remembered him from the meeting. You probably. Oh, you think Chris? Oh, for sure. So yeah, that's what it was. Sure. He knew he was going to give it to Lucas, but he did he kind of played it up, right? Right, yeah. Tease people. And there's stuff. that, but even like even later, there's another hardwired guy at the very, very end of the show that in the meet and greet told Lars that like you tried tossing me a stick at I think a St. Louis show, and it went through my hands and I missed it. And so after the show, Lars specifically came back and pinpointed him out. And got him to the rail to get so a cool. stick from him. That's awesome. That's just, so again, cool. just speaks to the the character that Lars is. You Absolutely. Know? Ne- next time I meet James Heff, I'm going to say, man, the last show I was at, you tried to throw me an explorer and I missed it. The la- <laughs> no, the last show I was at, you tried to give me a big kiss. Like, right, I, on, right on the lips. I turned my head. A Judas, a Judas kiss? Maybe a Judas Ooh. kiss. And I turned my head at the last minute because someone called my name softly in from the meadow. Would you please trade that again? And he comes and finds me, and he does it. He kisses me in front of everyone. You've retired from music, and you look back right. on the last 15 years of touring, right. and you think to yourself, wherever I may roam. That could work. Past tense. Ooh. That was just my life. Yeah, but you Nailed it. Well, that was just your life. Yeah. Well, you framed I it. I can rephrase that. Like You're looking back on your friend's... Hey, Whatever. you know what? All aboard, and uh, I apologize because hey, train. No, this next time is a uh, uh, everyone's gonna have to get off of the next stop because you've reached the final countdown. Oh my God, Chris, are you listening? <laughs> uh, reached... uh, sorry, I was trying to find one myself to give you guys. Here's the deal: uh, we're at our final destination. It's been a really nice ride, but at this next end of the line, you've reached the end of the line. End line. Yeah. God damn it. Nice. Nice. Homo sapien. A wolf and man. Homo sapien. Mm. Homo sapien. Uh, human. Mm. Minus, uh, uh, minus human. Oh, I would have said hominid. You see, you'd say subtract homo sapien. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Dang. All right. I hope everyone's keeping score at home. Yeah, I know for real. <laughs> so let's move Hopefully into let's move into so, yeah, so encore. the the next exciting moment really is at this point it's mostly you can bet on spit. If not, they're yep. going to do battery blackened or maybe fight fire. What yep. were your what did you think of going into this? You guys got spit, which is amazing because I don't yeah, know if they're going to play hoping, it in this story. I mean, but were you hoping for that? One of my favorite. Yeah, I mean, spit's my ringtone. Like I, I love spit. The, the guy next to me, uh, Brandon, who, who got that drumstick I talked about, who is the guy that, if you're on Lars's Instagram, Lars took a picture of, this is Brandon from Florida. That's the kid I'm talking about. Oh, okay. Um, so, um, Spit, I can tell you, I mean, it seems like it just keeps getting tighter and tighter and tighter. Like, there, you know, when they first started playing it, there's a few little moments in there that were a little, little shaky. 
but it just keeps getting better and better the more they play it. You know, yeah. there's a couple transitions where, you know, they, they can lose themselves just a little bit, get out of sync. Right. And, and all those little issues are like fixed. Like this was the tightest I've ever heard them play it. Awesome. The crowd, the crowd was super into it. Everyone loved it. You know, some crowds are, are a little hit or miss on spit, but this crowd was definitely into it. And then, um, so yeah, spit was great. Charlotte coming and then through. You go right, right into nothing. The cool thing about nothing is James did a lot of this song right in front of us again at that mic stand. Yeah, yeah. And before it started, he just took this like big breath, let it out, closed his eyes, and went into nothing. And it was just a super cool moment to have him there. But then the other cool thing is, you know, the way James sings, like he's he, either his eyes are closed or even when they're open, they're, they're, he's kind of like half open, half closed, almost, almost squinting a little bit. Right. But like, I mean, he was directly in front of me and I'm singing this thing, you know, top of I can. And you just, you're kind of, since we're in the seats, almost on eye level with him. So you're like, I, I mean, I was just like purely focused on him like eye contact, just like zeroed in laser yeah. beam wise. And you can almost tell like he was almost lasered back. And just that connection, whether it was reality or not, you definitely felt it. That's cool. It was like, you know, as much as nothing is just the staple, they're never not going to play it type of thing. You could say, you know, should be on the set, shouldn't be on the set. To have a moment like that, you know, with James that far away from you, basically staring at each other in your eyes, singing nothing else matters. Mm -hmm. It's pretty is awesome. one of the absolute coolest things, experiences I've ever had at a concert. That's so cool, man. That's awesome. Yeah. That's great to hear. I'm having that moment yeah. right now with Ethan. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Hi. We've locked eyes. And by the way, in life, you don't want to be a breaker. You want to be a... Fixer. There we go. Chris Ooh. wins. Chris wins. You lose, by the way, Ethan. Chris wins. Lost the whole thing? Jeez. <laughs> that was a pretty good clue. Fuck that, man. That was a good well, clue. Well, yeah. I, I, you know what? I guess this is the end of my life. There's nothing else to live for. Uh, I guess this matters. is just. Nothing else matters. No, there's, <laughs> nope. just, there's, literally, there's nothing left. I can't use the word nothing if it was that song. To live there's is to die. Nothing else left. My, my world has exploded exploded and there's the dead are walking the earth this is now my this is my last resort suffocation no breathing my apocalypse well, there it is my apocalypse, my apocalypse yeah my apocalypse so my what do you think about the what do you think about the uh, sandman ending you're a diehard you're one of the, you're yeah. cut from the cloth we're all cut from how do you, you interpret know, all that the crowd is so into it whether you are a noob, a novice, you know, even a true doing standpoint, like the energy gets so high during it. It's hard to be cynical when you're actually there and it's happening. Yes, exactly. When you're actually there and, and to see like even James was just like so in the groove playing it with his leg and hip movement and just like in it, feeling it. Like you can tell like he's enjoying it, you know? Right, yeah. And it was just like, that's cool. You know, it's hard to pass up those kind of moments, you know? Um, the one thing that like, I can say that sometimes bugs me about, I don't say bugs me about the same, man. You can pick out the novices versus the trues is at the very end when they do the haze, there's like three haze and then there's supposed to be three haze and then like nothing. Right. But like a lot of crowd does like that fourth one, you know? 
Sure. Yeah. And it's like, you can pick out the differences in, in people very easily with that. But, but man, it is still, it, it kills the energies up everyone. I mean, if, if there's any energy left, it's getting exhausted right there. Right. Know? Yeah. I still you got pyro, I still you got fireworks, life. you know, it's it, it just, it's just really good. Awesome. So, are you and the I, kind of guy that waits for it to clear out? What do you do? You wait to because no, all the boys so come was, out and say bye, and yeah. So you know, at that point, I was almost like, I had an inkling. I was like, okay, are they going to do something with Rob or not? I stuck around, you know. Plus, especially with Hardware, you know, I had all my stuff. It was kind of stashed, you know, in the basically it almost looked like a hockey rink type railing in front of us. So I kind of had right. stuffed in there a little bit. So I was like kind of gathering up my stuff a little bit. And then actually when, when, when Rob comes off the stage, it started with the crew, um, with the text and stuff like that. They just, I mean, it was pretty much in front of us, just started hosing him down with the silly string. Right. Yeah. He goes back up on stage. The other guys got canisters. What's interesting is, and I don't know if Lars forgot or want, but Lars was already in his robe yeah, he was. and he actually went back up on stage in his robe the silly string Lars and, or Rob and give him a hug and everything. So that's that's kind of a rare thing for Lars because usually once the robe is on, he's peace out. He's he's oh yeah off sure. the floor. He's gone. You know, doing his thing. So that was kind of a, a, a unique. You you know, it's kind of cool to be at a show where they do the birthday thing, and you know, just all that goes on because that you know those those moments don't happen very often. Well, right. And I kind of have emblazoned in my mind like footage from Binge and Purge era. Where they're pieing Jason. Oh yeah, it's like a kind yeah. of thing we've all seen through the years. Yeah. So, for you to actually yeah. watch a sort of slimy, silly stringy, silly stringy pie birthday pie-y. thing, it's cool. Oh yeah, that's a yeah. good, yeah, good unique experience to see. Yep. So after that, I went, um, I went to uh, you know, car customer clearing out. The parking deck I was in was absolutely crazy. So I, I basically just dropped my stuff off. I went and walked, tried walking to um, to Whiskey River, which is the the bar that Dale Leonard Jr. owns. That right. that Sarah Sobeck and I assume Joe and all of them are going to go to. Um, I ended up not seeing them there, so I don't know if their plans changed or if they went somewhere else or what all what all happened there. But I just kind of um, you know, so by that point, like my voice was shot, I could barely walk. I mean, I, I almost needed crutches, you know, because I mean, this whole show, I'm just. I'm air drumming, I'm head banging, I'm singing every song. I mean, you can still kind of hear it in my voice a little bit. I'm still not recovered. Whiplash. You know, as, as it should be. You oh, know? that wasn't a clue? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was good, dude. So, I mean, I was just completely drained. And so uh, so then I walked back to my car. And by that time, the parking deck was, was getting better and went home, which thankfully was only about 20, 25 minutes away. Yeah, that's, that's a nice drive. Yeah, for sure. So Dude, that's all awesome, in all, man. awesome show. Heck yeah. Like I said, the guys were so in it. The crowd was so in it. I think they, they kind of recognized that a bit. I think it even took them by surprise a little bit. Yeah. Um, Lars kind of mentioned it in one of his Instagram posts. You know, I think it was just one of those shows that you could tell they were just enjoying themselves, whether they're just having a good day. You know, I think Lars made a comment, like, especially for a Monday, the crowd energy was so good. You know? Yeah, I saw him post that. Um, and that's the other part, because typically, you know, people are, are worn out on a Monday. They're kind of grumpy. You had to go back to work type of thing. Right. But it was, like, completely different. I think I think they weren't expecting it. They got that energy right away. They had so much fun. It was so evident on stage. Again, the crowd being as awesome as they were. 
just an unbelievable night. And so what's the post-CID thing like? You When you get your pictures taken, you get them pretty quick, you already mentioned, right? Yeah, so I mean, I got those today. So that, I mean, they turn that around in less than 24 hours. They send you a little email link. Um, you go in there, there's a survey for you to fill out, to give any feedback and information to them. And then what was your feedback? Also, any, 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 any constructive criticism? Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, there are some differences. So, and part of this might be just venue related to a little bit more limited space in an arena setting versus the, the big stadium. But, um, in Denver, the hardware people have almost had like their own roped off dedicated table in the, in the sanitarium rubber room where here we did not. Um, the food spread in Denver was way bigger. You know, granted, they have a lot more. Because everyone there is high. Everyone with, there with has got the people. munchies. They all have the munchies there. That's why. <laughs> Oops. Sounds like Chris does um, too. Nah, no. Unfortunately, um, no. So, I mean, the, the, the food, the, the actual buffet for Charlotte, I wasn't that impressed with. Um, there wasn't that much variety. So that was a bit disappointing. The one thing, too, I kind of wish we could not use our drink, um, our little drink token on our bands to get one of the Enternight beers. Um, you had to buy that. You couldn't use one of the vouchers for it. So that was kind of a bummer. Um, but that was pretty much it. Again, um, everything CID does is top notch. Their customer yeah. service is awesome. You know, they're they just, keep it pro, man. It's very, you can see why Metallica agreed to align themselves with that company. You yeah, know? for sure. I can't speak highly enough of John Michael and, and that entire staff. And um, and the cool thing about this whole thing, that was a bit of a surprise. That, I mean, I knew about it afterwards because um, the hardware that I bought for my stepdad. But they're also, I think even for the Whiplash people, maybe even Unforgiven, for sure Whiplash, um, you're also getting a free bottle of blackened whiskey that That's they're going awesome. to send to you as long as you are in one of the states that they can legally send it to. Um, so so are uh, you? another cool little nugget. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yep. I should have, uh, That's pretty awesome, have two man. bottles coming this way. So yeah. Yeah. Very well, cool. thank you in advance for donating those two. I, know, <laughs> I can't <laughs> believe that. It's amazing. Wow. <laughs> well, you know, speaking of, uh, donations, the one thing I hadn't mentioned is that in, in, in the hardwired deal, um, as as we'll discuss, I have a, that Death Magnetic album signed by Rob, mm -hmm. and that will that is going to be one of the giveaways that we will have at the uh, at the party, the pre-party in Nashville. Cool. And we're going to talk more so. about that on next week's episode. But yeah, there's going to be a giveaway with a signed Death Magnetic vinyl, all kinds of cool stuff. Oh yeah, all sorts of stuff. We've been talking to Chris for a long time tonight. It's hard. It's hard to say goodbye. Oh my in a way. goodness, Chris! Like it's so hard This is almost almost four hours of talking. To yesterday. <laughs> Man, Chris, one of the nice things about doing Metal Tales on the road is being able to connect with our patrons and our listeners. And we've all met privately and we text privately, but it is nice to be able to tell you in ones and zeros, forever unscrubbable from the internet. Thank you so much for all your support. Yeah, thank you, man. It really it means, means a lot to us, does, dude. Yeah. No, and, and again, you know, thank you for what you guys do. And I said uh, this whole Metallica thing. What's unique about them is the the family. You know, people have talked about it. The, they go to as many shows. You know, as much about the bands, about other people, friends, 
connections they have. There's so many sub subcultures and sub families within the greater greater collective, you know, and this this podcast has turned into another sub family of the greater Metallica family. And it's it's just a, another cool nugget that makes this band very unique from most of the others. Here is the day. You hear that, Lars? You hear that? <laughs> you, you got it? Wanna? Well, Chris, until our paths cross again at the party in January, uh, we'll see you on the flip-flop, homie. Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks, dude. And just like that, we did it. We did it. Hey, this is Ethan and Clint from Metal Up Podcast, and we want to talk to you about something we love called Patreon. That's right. Patreon is a way for fans of the show to give back to the show to donate money that uh, helps us in quality and content. And not only that, but we've actually come up with all sorts of fun incentives to give back to you for supporting the show. Exactly. For instance, if you donate $5 or more, you get access to Cover Our World Blackened, which is the official Metal Up Your Podcast Metallica cover EP. That's right, and that's the only way to get it. In addition to the EP, we also give you priority email access, meaning we'll read your email first on the show. We give you early access to Patreon-exclusive merchandise, Patreon-exclusive giveaways, and any other side projects that you and I might be involved in. There's all sorts of things you can look at on there and you can donate to. Go check it out, patreon.com slash Podcast. How do you spell that, Clint? P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Podcast. And if you really think about it, $5 a month for an entire year, that's really just like a cup of coffee a month. So go check it out. Thanks, everyone. Peace. Adios.